Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Faith FM. We're having some technical difficulties, but now we're not having them anymore because life is good and God yeah. is good. And amen. Hallelujah. We are the breakfast show team, Lawson and, and mine. Mon. Of course. We bumped the wrong button on the thing and the buttons it all died. disappeared Rip. on the iPad. Yeah. Suddenly there was nothing to push and I was mute. <laughs> You're a mute. Yeah. But, you know, you know, like God came to heal the mute. And he's done that to you today. <laughs> Wow, what a miracle. Oh, Lawson. we are just basking in the blessings from Lawson. our Heavenly Father Don't here today. Don't He is carrying on. Oh, now I've got to drop the clue card. I'm Can you cover for me while I go on carrying the on. I'm just living my best life. You know, it is a rainy Monday morning. This is not optimal conditions for any kind of anything. Um, but it is optimal conditions to be blessed by God. Because you can be blessed by God in any time at life. Can't you, Mon? That is true. And we should be very, very grateful for the rain because we desperately need it. Mm. I actually, I feel for Lyle and Shell, actually, because, you know, filling up the water tanks, shout out the rain, filling up Lyle and Tank's water, what Lyle and Tank's, Lyle and Shell's water tanks <laughs> while they're away. I, I, I guess they'll be pretty, uh, pretty full by the time they get back. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Okay. So what do we got for the clue? Okay. So it's just, it's continuing our What City Am I quiz this morning. Uh, it's a difficult one. And. Lawson, you do have the correct letter that it mm. begins with, but you still don't know the answer. So, clue number three is this. It was here that the Israelites celebrated the Passover before battling Jericho. It was here that the Israelites celebrated the Passover before battling Jericho. Give us a call if you know the answer. The number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answers to 0491-064-669. Lawson's just written down the correct answer. Yeah, um, so did. you won't get double yeah, prizes. I did. But you will still get the prize this morning, which is a wonderful copy of the book Exodus, The Great Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fabulous uh, in-depth look at uh, the Israelites and their escape out of Egypt, um, guided by, of course, um, their wonderful God who loved them Ooh, and saved can them. I, can I give a, bo- a bonus clue? Go on. The One of the letters in the word of the city that is we're talking about is L. That, that's one of the letters in that word. And it's not so, the letter it starts with. It's not the word, but it's one of the letters. Of the letters. The so, so if if it doesn't have an L, clue, of if you don't have an L in 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 the in the word, well, then you don't have anything. You're lost. Yeah. Uh, um. The the so quiz. You're thinking of it's Sydney. It can't be Sydney because it yeah. hasn't got an L no. in it. It can't be Perth. Can't be Perth. Can't be Brisbane. Yeah, it could be Adelaide or could or be Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. Could be. Could be uh, Launceston. Yeah. But nothing good comes from Lonnie while uh, Southwell. Uh, <laughs> He's going to kill us when he goes back. Classic. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into our 20 million movement every week. Mm. Uh, every day, every weekday, we study. Every, every day week. No, every weekday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what weekdays are, right? Like Monday a, through Friday. A week, yeah, a day, yeah, day a during the working week. <laughs> I just wasn't sure because you're so young, you might not know. What? <laughs> Not that young. What am I like a toddler? Have, is that I what you? I have met kids who don't know that Fortnite is not just a video game, but actually how you say two weeks. What's a Fortnite? Are you serious? No, I'm, just right jo- I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, I've I've met a bunch of kids who say like once a fortnight, and they're like, "What?" Can you think of any old people words that I wouldn't know just off the top of your head right now? Oh, that's a little bit of pressure. Yeah. 
give me give me a song break to think. Okay, about I'll it. G- I'll give you some time. I'll come up with something. But of course, um, during our Bible study, we're in the midst of our twenty million movement, and of course, we get a new topic every quarter. And the first topic for this year was Revelation, and we took. We took a, a little bit more than a quarter to get through Revelation because we it was sick. We just started at Revelation one one and went through to just Revelation twenty two. Like and tongs. it was amazing. Yeah. But this quarter, of course, we've been talking about family. Leaving matric. What? Leaving matric. Leaving matric. There you go. There's an old timey word you don't know. Leaving matric. Leaving matric. That's something you wouldn't know. You're too Do old. you know what that is? I know what that is. You clearly don't. <laughs> Leaving a matric. Leaving what does that mean? Yeah, you figure it out, son, then we'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> Leaving metric? Like going back to the imperial system? No, no we're definitely not going back to the imperial system. <laughs> that stuff was nonsense. Anyways, Anyways. Sorry, I just I just jumped in. I wanted to surprise you with it because I was like, if I prepare you, you'll probably trick me and be like, I know what that is. But if I just swing it out of there, you would be like, what? 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 I am so <laughs> watting right now. Like, Good. Okay, yeah, back to. Yeah, 20 million movement. Of course, this quarter, we've been talking about family. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little bit of a struggle for me and Mon. Uh, Mm -hmm. Been been pushing through it. Pushing through all the sections on... um, on uh, marriage and husband and wife related parenting. issues and parenting. Because <laughs> we're single with no children. But I feel like now, like we've kind of gotten over the hill, Monica. We're coming to like some actual, you know, Bible story based okay. stuff, which yeah. is like uh-huh. really cool. Like uh-huh. I, feel, I actually feel like, you know, the, the Sabbath school, you know, uh, the, the 20 million movement and where the Bible study has been, the direction it's heading with talking about families and parenting and marriage. It's amazingly valuable information. Amen. That we need to know. We need to know how to live our lives in a godly manner. What is God's prescription for marriage? What is God's prescription for parenting? Because, man, if you if you treat your kids like God wants you to treat them, if you treat your spouse like God wants you to treat them, you will have a good life. I talked yesterday about how keeping the law of God is inherently a blessing, not just because you receive spiritual blessings from it, but because it's just better. It is just better to keep the law of God. You're inherently blessed by not killing, murdering, stealing, lying. Amen. You know, yep. taking the Lord's name, man. Um, all those things. You're in, you're inherently better off. So the Sabbath school has been really incredible, really awesome. Of course, me and Mon have just had our struggles because uh, we're giving people uh, advice on how they should uh, navigate their marriage or parenting when we are I mean the least we can do in those married nor is, parents is just point people to the Bible 100% and yeah. that's what we've been doing yeah. so yeah. praise the Lord but today we're going to be talking about an amazing prophecy in the Bible ooh ooh you like you like that ooh. prophecy prophetic I do Pro- prophetic prophecy yeah that's sort of okay. the name of the definition of yep. one but yeah 100% go on. yeah. and this prophecy is actually about Elijah do you know what that is do you know where I would be referencing a prophecy about Elijah. Is it in the book of Elijah? Excuse me. <laughs> Ex- um, 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 what? Go on. The tell book. Us it, all. It's in the book of Elijah. Okay. No. Anyways, um, it's not in the book of Elijah because the book of Elijah is in the Bible. The same. Yeah. The, the the book of Elijah exists just the same as um the book that I wrote that's in the Bible. Um, that means that the book of Elijah does not exist. But anyways, um, I was just trying to see if Lawson knew his books. Yeah. Okay. But we're actually going to be looking in the last book of the New Testament, in the Italian prophet Malachi. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's Malachi for anyone who wants to be serious about it. Yeah, this. I don't know. I love that joke. I like full when I first started reading the Bible. I was like, dude, this Malachi guy, that's like a sick name. And then someone told me it was Malachi. And I, I was like, ah, I knew that. But I didn't know that. <laughs> I actually, so I said Malachi and they laughed because there's this joke that's, you know, the Italian prophet Malachi. And they laughed and they're like, oh, yeah, the Italian prophet. And I was like, ah, that's a funny joke. Like, it's actually Malachi when I full well thought it was Malachi. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's right. There's lots of curly names in the Bible and people often when they first start reading the Bible will mispronounce them. I mm. still mispronounce them. 100%. And I talk about it on the radio. So 100%. You know, yeah. 100%. So, Malachi, I mean Malachi. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go there for us, Monica? Yes, I do want to go to the book of Malachi. We're, t- we're page turning right now to the book of Malachi, where we're going to be reading about a prophecy that involves Elijah. We're going to be in chapter Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And this is actually a very profound prophecy. And I think we're going we're gonna to maybe take a couple of days to go over the story of Elijah, this prophecy, what it means to us, and what, what's going on here. Because this is, this is actually one of the first Bible texts that I ever memorized. And the reason I memorized it was not because I wanted to, but because I was attending a rise and I was like, they were like, yep, we've got to memorize this text. And I had no idea at the time what it meant. Of course, Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. And we're going to be spending time in Malachi chapter 4. Um you know, for those reading at home. We're going to be in verses 5 and 6. Monica, can you read Malachi verse 5 and 6 for me? Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Oh, closing oh, verse oh, of the Old Testament. Man, that is, uh, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's not messing around that verse. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What a way to close off the Old Testament. Like, yeah. What a way to go. You know, because... It's like shots fired. Well, we're going to learn the importance of this prophecy and how there's this concept, there's this thing that I heard about once that I'm, I'm starting to understand, to study. We're going to be learning about the concept of the three Elijahs. We're not going to be learning about it today. We're going to be learning about two Elijahs today. But then there's a third Elijah. And we're going to be talking all about that. But this is really, this is a super duper interesting prophecy. Because if you think of a prophecy, you know, you know the prophecy about Cyrus, right? Yeah. In the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. That was given about 300 years before Cyrus existed. And then, you know, Cyrus the Great pops up. He's the great king and leader of the Persian army, takes Babylon, and they become the greatest world empire of the time, the empire of the known world, uh, the the Medo-Persian empire. So that was a prophecy about Cyrus the Great with his name mentioned before he was even born. And that's profound, right? That's like, no, like that's only something God can do. Yes. But this prophecy, behold, I send you Elijah. The book of Malachi was written well after the time of Elijah. In fact, we're talking several hundred years after the time of Elijah. You know, was this book written? I was about to say after the death of Elijah, but of course we know that the the story of Elijah closes with Elijah ascending into the heavens in a chariot of God, um, which is, you know, powerful, amazing story. We're going to talk about more tomorrow. But we get this prophecy here. It says, you know, behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Um, then it goes on to talk about, you know, the dread, the, the coming of the dreadful day of the Lord. 
What is that a reference to? Like the uh, great the second coming. The second coming. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like there's a bit of like craziness going on here because it's like I'm going to send you Elijah before the coming of the Lord. And we're going to learn in this whole three Elijah kind of series that we're going to be going through that this is actually a reference to the fact that that before the first and second comings of Jesus, there was an Elijah-type figure. Um, and, and it's interesting to know that the, the Jews started a bit of a tradition because of this verse. You know, um, We know that this was given around 400 years before the time of Christ. And for those 400 years, when they received this from Malachi, when they received this prophecy, they literally just assumed. They were just like, yep, Elijah, like the literal Elijah, is going to rise from the dead and herald the coming of the Lord. But, of course, we're going to learn more and more about this, get more and more into this, understand more and more what this is actually talking about. Is Elijah literally going to raise for the dead? Well, we know that Elijah isn't going to raise for the dead because Elijah isn't dead. Um, he's, he's spending time in heaven, and we, uh, we, we know he was uh, taken by a chariot into heaven without seeing death. We see him in Matthew chapter 17, um, him and Moses, both of those guys taken into heaven before seeing death. Um, were, you know, they come down and they see Jesus. They're like, oh, what's up, Jesus? You know, you're doing a sick job, man. Like, keep it going. They're really encouraging Jesus in his mission as, as you know, they're transfigured on the mountain and whatnot and so forth. I think you mean Enoch didn't taste death. Moses died and was raised. And so, yeah, sorry. Moses died and, and was raised. Enoch didn't taste death. Enoch didn't taste death. But, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. I want to ask you, though, we're going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow. But what was the purpose of Elijah? What did Elijah do? What was his role as a prophet? What was, what was the historical context surrounding Elijah of which he was called? Well, they all like, basically, I mean, a prophet's always the same job, right? You're always called to lead people mm-hmm. back to God. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, what was going on at the time is that uh, King Ahab, who was maybe the worst king in the history of Israel, and so, in fact, the Bible says about him that he committed all iniquity. His iniquity was full. He, you know, we think about some pretty, uh, pretty bad people, some pretty gnarly people, you know, in history. You know, you think of your, 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 your Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer types, if you want to talk about recently. Dude, this Ahab guy was, he was just all over the place, sacrificing children, just doing, just doing everything you could possibly do that was terrible and evil. Um, one of the worst things that he did was get married. So that's, you know, advice to us, uh, <laughs> advice to us, Monica. The worst thing that Ahab <laughs> did was get, get married. married. No, not because marriage is a bad thing. Marriage was given by God and it's, it's, it's a huge God and it was a massive, it's a massive blessing to a ton of people. I think, you know, biblically of, of married couples, you know, classic Priscilla and Aquila, like absolute legend ministry dynamite team. And I think of modern, modern, you know, legend ministry dynamite teams. I think of, um, your boy Lyle Southwell and his woman Shell Southwell, those guys are amazing. Marriage is an amazing thing. Except when you marry the wrong Except person. Except when you marry the wrong person. And for Ahab seriously mm-hmm. married the wrong person. He married a lady named Jezebel, who was a queen um, who was completely pagan and instituted Baal worship into Israel, which is just like the worst thing ever because the Jezebel. 
is like the coolest name. It is a cool name. It is the coolest name. And there's been, you know, some different songwriters and different people. I've actually met a Jezebel before. Yeah, same. And then like, oh, yeah, her name's Jez, you know, like Jezebel. I'm like, that is so cool. If only that name didn't represent like the worst person ever. Uh, (laughs) This lady, Jezebel, instituted bowel worship into the kingdom of Israel. And at the time when Elijah was called to be a prophet, there was just full-on apostasy. Like, where, you know, like child sacrifices by the masses. Um, temple huge, prostitution. Temple prostitution. Like, like every, you know, all kinds of sexual immorality. Like, it was a very, very, very hairy situation um, that Elijah was called into. Um, and essentially, you know, as sort of referenced here in this text, Elijah, you know, was called to turn back the Israelites to their heavenly father rather than Israel. And we see, we see, you know, the epic showdown on the top of Mount Carmel, which is just like, that was, you know, that was the original, like, rap battle, basically. That was the original, like, like, playground, schoolyard, like, battle. Like, this dude, Elijah, like, he's just like, my God is better than your God. And they're like, you know, the, the prophets of Baal that, that numbered, you know, in the hundreds, they were like, no, no, our God's better than your God. And then they're like, all right, well, let's set up a challenge. Let's have a standoff. Yeah, maybe you know? behind the school. <laughs> like, let's do this. And they have this really cool little showdown where, well... It, it was wasn't little, t- the entire city Oh, the entire, everyone, everyone was out, yeah. there. And basically, like, the prophets of Baal are like, oh, like, basically, whoever's God could bring down fire from heaven would win. And the prophets of Baal all get together, and they start calling down fire from heaven, right? And they're, like, going and going, and they're dancing and screaming and yelling. Like cutting themselves. And then they start, like, the nothing's happening, so they start cutting themselves, and it's just, you know, the peak... Peak iniquity, you know, peak deception by Satan. They're just doing everything that they can to get this thing rolling and nothing's happening. And then Elijah, in just all humbleness and sincerity, just gets down on his knees, prays a prayer to the Lord, you know, humbly just says, Lord, like, you know, show the people um, that you are who you say you are. And, of course, the Lord sets fire down from heaven. And um, there's actually a cool little symbol there of because there's 12 stones which represented the 12 tribes of Israel that were covered in water, a.k.a. the baptism of water. And then they're, like, covered in fire, which is, like, the baptism of fire. And it's, like, this representation of Israel, like, getting back to God and, you know, a fresh start and new new beginnings for Israel. And, and, and you know, and then it was Elijah who instituted, you know, the School of the Prophets and a really, 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 really cool um uh, really cool events transpired. But essentially, Elijah's do- job and, and what we see with Elijah was the full and complete calling back and restoration um, of the relationship that Israel had with God. That's what Elijah was doing. He was calling people back to a covenant relationship with God, specifically because these people were God's people. Yeah. They were God's people. They were God's people on earth that God had entrusted his word, his oracles, his love. Like had a special and, calling. And eventually his son, Jesus Christ. And Elijah called them back to this. He called them back to this. And he was relatively successful. You know, we know that there was apostasy that came after that. We're actually going to be talking about that in our next se- se- segment. Uh, sorry. 
But it's just it's just powerful to see the way that God works through one person. You know, if one person is just wholly and solely committed to God, what can't they do in this world? You know, which is awesome. But next, we're going to be talking about this great and dreadful day of the Lord. We're going to be talking about the Lord's coming and why Elijah is involved with that. Right after this, this is Andrew Patterson with the ninety and nine.
Yeehaw! Oh, yeehaw! Yeehaw! Diddly dee potatoes! That was incredible. We yeah, just, I love that outro. Oh, yes. Anyway, welcome back to the breakfast show. You're here with oh, Mon and Lawson. Another clue for the quiz. Yeah, I'm going to hit you another clue for the quiz. So, what city am I quiz? This is clue number four. You ready? Yeah. You're so ready, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What city am I? Samuel reaffirms Saul's kingship. In this city, give us a call if you know what city that is. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number to call. Before we jump back into our Bible study, Lawson, I just want to say a wonderful congratulations uh, to Phil and Christy Cullen. Oh, yes, whose little baby daughter was born last night, uh, just mm. half past midnight. A little Emma Grace. So congratulations. Mm. Emma Family Grace. is what growing. Yeah, I don't know. They have three kids now. Yeah, and all of them. Well, I mean, I don't know about the new one. But but they have like a track record of creating kids with the most chubbiest squishable cheeks ever. They're, they're just their heads are ginormous. <laughs> no, the cheeks are really plump. They're like peaches. Yeah, they actually hate me, the kids, because I always chase them after their cheeks. I just oh. want to pinch their cheeks, yeah. and they're like that crazy Arnie Money. She needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've become that crazy single. Crazy Arnie Money. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that no, suck? Right. Yeah. So but remember, remember what I said before. Don't get married if it's the wrong person. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't get married. Don't be an Ahab. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't be an Ahab. Yeah, don't marry be a, Be a Lawson eventually. Be an Enoch. <laughs> be a Lawson eventually. I love it. Love yeah. It. yeah. Look, I'm confident. You know, Amen. I am confident. I feel good. You didn't marry the right girl. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's yeah. what I'm going to try and do. Yeah. Pray. You know, by God's gr- grace, and blessings, and what not. Anyways, yeah. um, the breakfast show, having a good time this morning, talking about Elijah. Elijah. Not to be confused with Elisha, but Elijah. No, Elijah. Elijah. Um, oh, man. Blake, my, the pastor that I work for, he always talks about Elijah. I think it's maybe his favorite character in the Bible. And he's just like, Elijah. 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 It's All the time. And it's just like... Kind of well, there's good. a lot of good life lessons to be learned from Elijah. He's mm. he's a he's a good book. I actually said the other day, someone asked me if you could be any Old Testament prophet, if you could live Ooh. their life, who would you live? And I, I said, well, I think I said Elijah first. Usually, go to would be like Daniel, yeah, because like Daniel's such a boss, no, even though he was a, a eunuch by by force. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I said Elijah because he had such an up and down, interesting kind of life, and mm-hmm. then you know to to close your life with getting sucked up into heaven. That's like, it's a pretty good time. See, I think I'd want to do Moses. Moses? Because he's experienced like all different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. He, and he gets to experience heaven and he does do death for a second. He then. does do death. Yeah. He does everything. Yeah. 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 I don't want to experience He's been rich, Adam. he's been poor, he's been in palaces, he's been in deserts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to experience Adam. Oh, no, I couldn't. No, nah, I'm just joking. No, I'm, no. Just, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just joking. You know, oh, I want to do Hosea. Oh, yeah? No, 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 Heartbreak. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. What were you going to say? Or, or Enoch. Oh, yes. He was just the faith Walked boy. God, yeah. He was just like, oh, what a guy. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. But we're continuing understanding this prophecy that's given in Malachi, turning the father, the hearts of the fathers to the children. Um, Let's read another verse in the book of, of Malachi. Um, we're going to go to Malachi chapter 3. In verse 7, and we're going to essentially see what the meaning of turning the hearts of the fathers actually is talking about. What What is the point 
of Malachi's message. Do you want to read that for us, Mon? 3 and 7. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Mm. The, the whole point of Elijah's call and Malachi's call and the reference to Elijah is to come back to God. Amen. He's coming to you, so come back to him. Mm. You know, we can talk about the context of, of right now, and I think we're going to get into this over the next couple of days, you know, uh, being like I am a very proud and very patriotic Seventh-day Adventist, uh, which essentially means that I believe the Lord's coming soon. And we're going to be learning about this whole third Elijah and how there's a light, there's an Elijah for our time, and it's it's going to be really powerful. But I want to talk about the second Elijah. We talked about the first Elijah, his role in turning the the people back to God from paganism, and how God used him in a very powerful, powerful way. But now we're going to be looking in the New Testament at the second. Elijah. This is like super So this is not like another dude whose name is Elijah. This is like Elijah It has a second role to play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see this here. Essentially, um, there's a guy. His name's Zacharias. And he's a priest. And he loves God. He's following God. Um, and he's well advanced in age. And he doesn't have a... Uh, doesn't have a child. He has his wife, Elizabeth, but no child. And I just want to read a couple of verses from his story. Um, he, an angel of the Lord, comes down to him and tells him about the son which he is about to give birth, uh, which he is not about. His wife is uh, going to have. And the angel says this. He says, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children." And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, and to make ready and a people prepared for the Lord. Ooh la la. We see here that John the Baptist was called to make way for the Lord. And of course we know that's exactly what he did. To the point where people were saying about John the Baptist, they were like, Are you are you Elijah? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm I've got the reference here. Um well, yeah, Jesus himself said that John was the greatest of the prophets. And then he says, and if you will accept it, he was the Elijah that was supposed to come. He was the the prophesied here as the Elijah that would hasten the day of the Lord. We, Of course, we know that, that Jesus, uh, you know, Elijah was, was preaching during Jesus. Jesus was already alive when, Eli- uh, sorry, not Elijah, when John the Baptist started preaching in the spirit of power of Elijah, preparing the way from the Lord, of the Lord. And then it was Jesus himself who came to Elijah um, and was baptized, which was the beginning of, of Jesus's ministry, of that, you know, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, a dove descended in bodily form representing the Holy Spirit, and we, there was a voice from heaven that said, you know, to Jesus and uh, John the Baptist and everyone who was, who was witnessing around them, this is my beloved son and who I, I am well pleased. So there is this Elijah. 
this Elijah, this spirit and the power of Elijah, which was manifest in John the Baptist. And he, you know, makes a way for the Lord. And, you know, we see what was John the Baptist doing before the Lord was coming? How was he preparing the way? He was calling the people to repentance. In fact, he was calling the people to baptism. You know, we see he was known as John the Baptist, which was exactly the same thing that Elijah did. When he set up the 12 stones, he covered them in water, and then he you know, brought down fire from heaven. Well, God brought down fire, as Elijah called for it, was this representation of the renewing of the covenant, the baptism um, of water and of fire um, that Elijah brought. John did the same thing with the baptism of water um, that he um, gave to the nation of Israel to prepare the way for Jesus. Now... This is interesting and everything. We don't have any time left today to go into the third Elijah. But we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. This this Elijah that's going to be not hastening the first coming of the Lord, but hastening the second coming of the Lord in his spirit and in his power. Thank you for listening to the Bible study. We're going to have more programming after this. This is Human Nature with People Get Ready. There's a train coming You don't need no baggage And just to get on board All you need is faith On it and diesel humming You don't need no ticket, no, no Just thank the Lord There's a train coming You don't need no baggage And just to get on board All you need is some faith To hear the diesel humming You don't need no ticket And just thank the Lord And people get ready For the train to join Speaking of passengers from coast to coast, and faith is the key. Open the doors and bottom this room for all amongst who loves the most.
People get ready. People get ready. Come on, people. People get ready. Oh, oh, oh. People get ready. People get ready. People get ready. People get ready. Come out here, people. People get ready. Oh, oh, oh. people get ready. said than done but now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving a program called forgive to live it's designed to help us all improve our lives you'll discover the healing power of forgiveness a relationship breakdown long-term hurt unresolved conflict through forgive to live you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgive to Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04 one one triple two seven six zero. Hey Mon, mm-hmm. do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshiping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at ten a.m. Service at eleven a.m. And guess what? That's followed by. Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. <laughs> well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM. 
Positively Different Radio. Lawson and Mon this morning, uh, filling in for Lyle. Lyle, Lyle. Mm-hmm. Lawson. Yeah? We've got another clue for this oh, quiz, dude. Another clue for the quiz. Another clue. Hit us. Another clue. Hit us. Okay, so Not so literally. With a clue. Like what city am I? Mm-hmm. And this is the fifth clue. It was here that Saul offered up a burnt offering. Sorry, offered up a burnt sacrifice because he was impatient while waiting for Saul. And its name begins with the letter G. Oh, mm. it's got a G and an L. Kind of a double clue, double clue on that Double, quiz. double yeah, clue, yeah, yeah. bada bing, bada Give us a call boom. if you know what it is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Tell me the answer. You'll get a copy of Exodus, the great deliverance story of Moses and the children of Israel coming mm-hmm. out of Egypt. It is time for yes. our question of the day mm-hmm. for Lola Lawson. Yeah, Lawson. yeah, yeah. What's up? Hit us. Okay, so the question's been asked. You know the story of Jonah, right? Uh-huh. Gets swallowed by a giant uh-huh. fish. Is that like literal or figurative? Because that's like a stretch, man. Dude gets swallowed okay. by a fish. Short answer. Short, short answer. It's literal. Yes, he did get swallowed by a literal fish. Okay. Long answer. Well, long answer. Let's do some exposition of the text. Let's let's let, let's let's talk about the story of Jonah. The story of Jonah is actually really cool. It's actually really funny and it's really interesting. Um, the Bible just says in verse one, it says, "Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, 
yeah, Amitai. Um, arise and go to Nineveh. I've had that pronounced Nineve before. Nineve. <laughs> of course, Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, and they were a great nation at the time. Um, and you know, Lord wanted to keep them in check, but he wanted to keep them in check in an amazing way, in a really, really good way. Lord wanted to keep them in check in 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 some of the best ways that he can by sending someone there to cry out against them um, and telling them to turn to the Lord. And that's what he does. Well, that well, that's what he asks um, Jonah to do. It says, you know, cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose and flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Do you know where Tarshish is? Uh, not anywhere in Nineveh. Tarshish is located in the bottom, in the, in the south part of modern Spain. Wow. So we're talking about, like, Spain. the most, the most, f- like, western part of the known world. That's where Jonah was headed. He was like, I have to get as far away from God as possible, so I'm headed to the mo- the most western part of the world. I guess this is why Jonah is known for running away from God. Yeah, and it's like super interesting that like just brings up a little town like Tarshish, like that, you know, Ah, oh, I don't know. I just find that really cool. Anyways, continuing on, he flees to Tarshish. He gets on the boat to go to Tarshish. This huge sea gets thrown around. You know, everyone's like freaking out. And then Jonah, um, you know, says, hey, it's actually like I'm the reason why, you know, like this storm's happening. God is trying to punish me um, and, you know, for not... Um, for not going to Nineveh and crying against, out against the people. But then Jonah's like, but it's okay because I um, like, I just don't want to do it. I couldn't think of anything worse to do with my life. I would just rather not be a prophet of God and I'm just going to jump in the sea and die. And so that's what he does. He jumps in the sea and he's floating there. And then the Bible says that a big fish comes and swallows Jonah. And they... um. And they, uh, they, they, they make their, they mosey on over to, to the, the old Nineveh. And, uh, Jonah gets thrown up on the sea, uh, sorry, on the, the shore of the sea. And he, uh, and he preaches. And now, you know, people point to this story. They say, man, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. The only reason you would say that is if you weren't a marine biologist or you knew nothing about fish, because there is, we know for a fact that there are fish big enough and fully, fully capable of swallowing someone. And housing them. Like, there just is. Yeah, there's, just... Actually, there's actually quite a few stories, historically, of people, fishermen getting swallowed and surviving. And surviving, 100%. So we know that it's true. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not weird. Um, but I think the thing to take away from the Jonah story is not that he got swallowed by a fish, but that he made a call of repentance of which people responded to, and we should do the same. Um, that is the answer for the question of the day. Coming up next um, is a song that I love. This is Wilder Atkins with I Have Decided. Though none go 
turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. Welcome back to the breakfast show, with Lost and Mine. Welcome back. It is time to close show. off our show this morning. <laughs> uh, we're going to give us something away. Oh yeah, that's the way yep. we roll. Keens. Freebies right now. Be we the love first people. person to call through right we'll now. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number. Today you can grab a copy of Tales of the Unexpected: The Subversive Stories of Jesus by Melvin Tinker with Nathan Buttery. Uh, incredible Oof. book here. Um, just really fabulous um, stories about you know Jesus' parables, how he was basically a communication genius. Um, you know what his parables conveyed. You know the, the, the important spiritual truths. Um, this is, you know, and, and the, his parables, you have to admit, they were deceptively simple, um, you know, taken from everyday sort of Palestinian mm. life. Uh, but they, they weren't just, they weren't just aimed to inform, like, they, they were transforming. They, they were like, they, they were a way that Jesus uses, you know, them to become part of him, really. Mm. Um, yeah, they, put, they put us in touch with his mind, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tales of the Unexpected, the subversive stories of Jesus. Grab a copy here and now. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number, 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your details, 0491-064-669. We only have one copy to give away, so first person through will snap this one up. If you love you know, your expectations being subverted, well then you'll be stoked on this book, basically. <laughs> but of course, we have come to the end of our show. We've had a lovely time this morning, you know, hanging yeah. out, as we always do. Me and Mon and Jazz just hang out and just best friends and... Just, oh, is that how it is? Isn't yeah, it? that's... You're my best friend? Yep, oh, I do. Sweet. Okay, fine. You could be my oh, best yes. friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, just, I thought I'd just, like, pop it out on air you, and just make it, you know, so you can't say no. <laughs> my best friend is Jesus. And if you would like to learn, more, learn oh. more about Jesus, give us a call here. We can set you up with Bible studies in group settings, in one-on-one, online, paper format, whatever way you like it. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Stay tuned.